The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreon.com slash Mac to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust. I I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing anymore. Shh. Shh. It's okay. It's quite all right. I felt like I had extra breath uh, in my lungs, and I needed to expend it. It needed to be expended at all costs, Wolfie. At all costs. But yeah, welcome back to Farlands or Bust, episode 691. For your Wednesday, I'm recording this on Tuesday, but for your Wednesday, June 6th, 2018, recording this uh, in private, (laughs) just you and I, not in front of stream or anything like that, getting a recording in, episode 691, Far Lands or Bust, here, Minecraft Beta 173. Is the version we're playing. Seeing a lot of YouTube comments about people rediscovering or discovering the Far Lands or Bust series. A lot of people are like, oh, you're still going? Oh, this guy's still going? I don't know what that has to do with. I'm, I'm about 900% positive. That's not possible. Sure it is. Anything is possible if you put your mind to it. 901% possible that uh, my videos particularly these non-monetized Far Lines of Bust versions, uh, don't show up in, like, YouTube's recommended feed, of all places. So- oh, you're dead. I- wait, let- oh. <laughs> I was gonna try to shear that sheep, but instead I punched it, and then Wolfie annihilated it. I think I have enough wool, though. I don't know about that. Um, but yeah, welcome- welcome back. You random viewers, we are indeed playing in Minecraft Beta 173. We do indeed not have a hunger bar, or sprinting, or shields, or or any such thing as this. And, uh, yeah, there we go. And yeah, we've been doing this for seven plus years, seven and a half-ish years almost. And we're more than, we must be, we must be more than a quarter of the way there. But I don't press F3 to find out until we raise our charity milestone goal, which is $50,000 for direct relief this year, this season. Uh, Unfortunately, as I have just discovered, since the number is the same as the last episode, we're up to $16,042.50. Appears to be a problem, an unfortunate problem, with the donation processing system there over at Tiltify. So I've, I have sent a pigeon <laughs> with a message. No, I've sent a support ticket to the people at Tiltify to say what's up, because I even myself tried to donate, and it seems like it's gonna work, but then you get to the PayPal and say donate or contribute or send funds and then it fails. It says this this failed. We apologize for the inconvenience. Donation cancelled. Uh, and that seems to be happening to everybody. Unfortunately, didn't realize that until uh, it had been a few days. And uh, yeah, I appreciate your patience with that. 
feel free to, to hopefully it'll be fixed by the next time you try to donate. Farlandsbus.com is where you can learn more about that and uh, see the tracker and donate if you'd like. And we'll continue to raise money for that great cause. When we raise $25,000 is when I said I will build the Lego Saturn V. I've got it sitting right there in my wish list on Amazon. It's ready. It's ready to go. Ready to be purchased. Oof, Lego. <laughs> the last time I built the Lego was the space shuttle, which was a few years ago. I was I was still living in Illinois. It was that was two time zones ago. Indeed. I mentioned in the last episode Simone Yetch. That's how you pronounce it, I think. I'm not gonna say it another way, because it'll just be even wronger. Uh had brain surgery to remove a brain tumor. I've been keeping up, and it seems as though everything has gone fine. She's got a gnarly scar on her head, but maintained eyesight in both of her eyes, and it seems like the worst fears have passed, and it's just recovery time. So that's good news. That's good news. A little bit of a follow-up on that story. And we had a bunch of people in the comments and on Twitch explaining the various ins and outs of healthcare and the expenses of MRIs. One very helpful person said that uh, they get, or they have gotten, or you can get, or their friend got MRI scans through universities doing studies. Like they need a sampling of scans, so they look for volunteers. And as part of the agreement, sure, you get your MRI scanned and, you know, added to the study or the, the, the collective group of, of information and data. But if they do find anything wrong in that scan, they'll they'll be sure to let you know. <laughs> oh, they'll let you know if you've got some sort of uh, walnut grown on, in, on the inside there. <laughs> the old walnut. Um... So that's something worth looking into if you're moderately paranoid about your brain or your, your the insides of your body. <laughs> I kind of am. I might look into stuff like that. That would be interesting. A lot of people are saying, oh, it's claustrophobic and terrifying. I don't know if I would be too worried about that side of it. Of course, I've never been in a hospital, full stop. I've never, uh, well, I take that back. I've been in a hospital. My mom works in a hospital, but I've not myself been a patient in a hospital, um, and I've not been in a scanner thingy like that either, and everybody says it's always claustrophobic and loud, you gotta hold still, but I don't know, I don't, I don't know that I would have a problem with that, I think I'm, I'm alright in, in uncomfortable areas, but I could be wrong, um, but yeah, I'm, I've always, even when I would have, like, the, uh, things like the frequent sleep paralysis or Alice in Wonderland syndrome, or even, even simply deja vu, I, well, whenever you look up any sort of physical ailment on the internet, it always turns out to be cancer or a brain tumor, doesn't it? But... 
Deja vu is apparently like frequent deja vu. I would get it to the point, it's been a while, it's been, or has it. <laughs> um, that's the nature of deja vu. Perhaps it's already happened in a while. The, uh, yeah, uh, deja vu, that sensation of deja vu, and I would also get like tunnel vision and kind of dizzy and sick and weird dizzy spells is apparently a, could be, could be associated with um, seizures and other brain ailments, but it's associated with epileptic seizures and uh, like similar, there's similar brain patterns. It doesn't mean like if you ever feel uh, deja vu, that means you have epilepsy. But, I don't know, I, I, I felt like I got them... I have an axe, why am I not doing this with an axe? Pretty frequent, back in the day. And maybe it was like dietary stuff, because back in the day I wasn't gluten-free and I wasn't getting all the nutrition necessary because my insides were all tore up and scarred up from the, the gluten uh, allergy. Um, and that's maybe why I don't feel it as much as often. I don't get that that much as often. But anyway, that sort of thing like freaked me out at the time. I'm like, oh, what? How do you how do you test for that? How do you how do you careful with me? <laughs> how do you uh, how do you make sure that's the thing? And then I never saw a doctor about it because I never go to doctors. <laughs> oh, good times, right, kids? Good times. <laughs> oh boy. So there we go. I, we, I, we, myself and Wolfie, appreciate the uh, discussion and also other such things as these. Unfortunately, I don't have too many questions here um, because the donations haven't been working. I haven't been getting any questions in, but I got a few. I got a few we can, we can answer. And actually, I just mentioned the topic of one previously. Uh, here from Dravir. How much dust is on your Lego space shuttle if it is dust-free? Please explain this miracle. I think it's pretty dust-free. <laughs> I honestly think it's pretty dust-free. It's up on the top of my uh, tall shelf here, so it's pretty much out of the, the way. I've found here in, in, the, in the place I'm living in, the home I'm living in here in Washington, dust buildup isn't so bad because it doesn't have a central nervous system. No, a central heating or air HVAC system. There's no air being blown and circulated throughout. So I think that's maybe a reason why I don't have as... There's dust. And of course, now that I've... Careful, how did you... I've adopted Juno. There's 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 now dog hair, but yeah, there's not that much dust. Certainly not as much as I've experienced in the past in the houses I've lived in with central air and central heat. Uh, let's go to sleep before Wolfie hurts himself even more. And a dustness. Woof. Like, you'd think it would be the opposite. Like, without central air and without a central, uh, you know, air filter, that there would be more dust. But I think it, it, it happens to be... What am I trying to do? I'm trying to feed Wolfie. Bloop. 
Ah, I don't know if you got that. Yeah, you did. Your tail's up higher. Okay. <laughs> Whoop, that's east. Um, so yeah, it's, it's pretty dust-free. It's, it's also in launch configuration. I suppose it would collect more dust if it was in uh, landed airplane configuration. So it's in launch configuration. The nose and nozzles are pointed skyward, so I don't think there are as many horizontal surfaces for dust upon which to settle. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty dust-free. It's also like been packed away and moved multiple times. But yeah, I don't know. I'll have to go up there and actually look. But yeah, pretty dust-free. Speaking of dust, you ever get on these just like cleaning tears? There's an onion article, not not really an article, but an onion uh, like headline that's a joke that's like area man riding out this urge to clean as long as it lasts. Because apparently it's a common thing to, to just like... Because I, I I needed to clean my toilets, as you do every so often. Uh, so I got out the, the uh, comet and the brush and the bucket and some rags, did the toilets, and then... What? I'm like, well, while I'm here, you know, that's like the only thing. I'm like, let's just do the toilets, just so we don't lose an entire day to cleaning. But then I'm like, well, while I got this stuff out, I decided to clean the entirety of the kitchen countertops and surfaces and stovetop. <laughs> it just happened. It, I slipped and fell, and accidentally I'm cleaning the entire kitchen and the top of the refrigerator, where there's dust that accumulates and stuff like this. It's really weird, and then before I knew it, I'd spent two hours cleaning. It's it's spick and span now. It's uh, it's the cleanest it's been since I moved in. But yeah, it's it's weird how that sort of stuff snowballs. But then I'll go for like two months without picking up a, a rag, <laughs> and and then things do get dusty and dirty, or the bathroom mirrors get all drippy and spitty. That's right, I spit directly on the mirror. Sometimes I confuse the sink in the reflection for the sink I'm actually using. <laughs> I don't have that depth perception that most of you are blessed with. Um, no, but uh, that's, yeah, just speaking of cleaning, that always happens to me. It's a weird... Th just like even I just talked about earlier, how I decided to give my Subaru its yearly clean. And then that snowballed into, well, might as well vacuum the interior. Well, might as well clean all the windows and apply a new coat of Rain-X. Well, might as well install the roof rack and the roof rails that have been sitting around. I've not been using in a while, even though I was going to wait to uh, do something else uh, to the Subaru before I did that. <laughs> and then I had a sunburn, because I've been outside for seven hours. <laughs> oh, man. Humans are weird. Speaking of weird humans, Dravir had a second question. <laughs> Ah, uh, woo! Oh, I thought that was going to be some damage there. When did you last join a Mindcrack meeting? Are they still so very much exciting? I don't know where you get your information, Javier, but there have not been Mindcrack meetings. Since well before I moved here, and even while I was living in Arizona, I don't even think there were any. The The Mindcrack group has evolved. Didn't even have meetings for, like, the 24-hour marathon. The vast majority of it is definitely due to the death of Skype. We used to just organize everything via a big Mindcrack Skype group that may or may not have gotten hacked at various times. 
in the past. You know, in the way that Skype was a wonderful business application and easily hackable. Um, so yeah, and and there, the transition from Skype to Discord was a turbulent one because not everybody liked Discord or adapted to it. And then people started using other things or they kept using Skype or, or other applications and not everybody, you know. So I don't think because there's no more central group place for us to exist and plan things that then it doesn't happen. Also, I think I think it's good that things have evolved. Um a few people, Good, Sevidus, Chad, etc. Um Jisano, Brian has even helped out, even though I know he's not technically in Minecraft. Uh, to like be the ones who plan things such as the charity events. They have all, you know, there's no sense in trying to come to a consensus and have a big group meeting about a decision to make when only one person or three people are actually in contact, say, with, with Microsoft or Extra Life or whatever. Um, it just slows things down. And I think we realize that even without saying it. That, that 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 a group, and certainly there was a tipping point of the size of Mindcrack, a group just kind of needs leaders, organizers, and then it needs members. And, and I'm perfectly happy being a member because I don't involve myself. I don't have any sort of skills or, or want to be an organizer of, of events planner of schedules, any of these things, they're just not in my skills. <laughs> to be honest, I'm, I would be very bad at them. And therefore I just step out of the way of other people who know what they're doing. Um, so yeah, uh, Dravir, you asked that question about uh, three years too late, but I appreciate your uh, enthusiasm. Monkey-tastic. Thank you very much for your donation and this question. I recently went down to London and it was the most nervous time of my life. Visiting the capital for the first time, riding the subway. It's called the tube. It's called the tube, monkey. Uh, or no, no, the underground. What's the tube? Who has the tube? Isn't it also called the tube? What is this, some sort of tube? Uh, the underground. Uh, what was the last time your heart was racing due to nerves slash excitement? Hmm. Maybe the Minecraft, Minecon day thing that happened in Seattle. Because, like myself and Seth, other uh, Minecraft YouTubers in the area were invited to participate. Participate, <laughs> precipitate to participate in uh, the Seattle Minecon World Earth thing, but we weren't really told what our involvement was. And then when we got there, we're like, they're like, "Oh, you're doing panels and things in front of the audience with a microphone on stage." Here you go. I'm 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 pretty nervous doing public stuff like that anyway, but then you throw a bunch of curveballs and and unknown unexpected obligations like that at me. 
I'll get I'll get more nervous. <laughs> so that was pretty nerve wracking. Uh, certainly buying the Corolla, shopping for, contacting people, meeting people uh, to buy the Corolla. <laughs> oh, that's 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 a place. That was pretty nerve wracking. I don't know if my heart was racing or anything like that. And yes, I'll, I'll agree that that cities, cities in general, big cities, ooh, public transportation definitely. Airplanes, I'm mostly okay with, but like public transportation, ooh, buses. I've never taken a subway or an L. I've taken a commuter train in and out of Chicago. Not a, not, not a big fan of buses. I've had some bad bus experiences. Make me nervous. Um, so yeah, a lot, lot of that stuff, I guess. I'm trying to think of any other situation. No, no. There were uh, report. I was. I'm looking at like different places to go hiking, and one of the places, a little bit further into the mountains than I normally go, but uh, one of the places there were a lot of reports and even pictures. People taking pictures of a of a black bear. A very how should I put this? Friendly, <laughs> aka aggressive, aka not afraid of humans. Black bear that people were encountering on their hikes. Uh, and I tried to think of what I would do in that situation because I normally hike alone or with Juno and I my my heart my my fight or flight instincts and anxieties and adrenaline would probably even if it was just in sight would probably go on overdrive because you don't want to meet a bear of any kind in their neighborhood <laughs> you're you're the one who isn't. Who is who is out of their element, not them. And this one apparently has been sighted a lot on this particular trail. Uh, it's another one of these like lake trails. I forgot the name of it. A, like an alpine lake. Um, and like the pictures of how close it was and just like, Gew. Even the last hike I went on, there were signs posted for a cougar sighting. And then last month or something like that, somebody got attacked and killed by a cougar further south in Washington. But, uh, nature's scary. Nature's scary. Speaking of scary nature, it's getting dark. Let's go to sleep. And awakeness. Ooh, uh, hmm. Did it. I realized I made this one four tall instead of three. Ooh, look at this. All right, this is the last question. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully Tiltify fixes the uh, the donations before the next time, or else I'm not gonna have anything to talk about. Hey, Wolfie, come up here, but don't touch this cactus. Ugh. Ooh. 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 This is gonna be an interesting title thumbnail. People will be very confused. It's a 
whole thing collapses. Ooh, nice. Pictures! Got him! Alright, I'm gonna break this. <laughs> Wolf is gonna stand up and face right into it. Face right into it! Yep. So yeah, this last question from Tauren Darkflight. What are your thoughts? Why am I not moving? What are your thoughts on the theory of Pansmeria? Panspermia? Panspermia? <laughs> Pan. Let's call it Panspermia. This is the theory that life on Earth evolved from microorganisms, micros, tiny little organisms, that came from outer space, brought here by comets, meteors, etc. Recent dubious news about octopus, octopi, being a result of pansmeria <laughs> made me curious of your thoughts on this. Yeah, I read that too, that since oct octopus are and, and squid, what what's the uh, species, genus, nomenclature for them? Um, they're so wildly different than anything else, other animals on Earth that somebody published somewhere that they scientists just lumping in everybody under the same the same uh, headline scientists say octopus came from another planet because they're very intelligent they've got these like no bones <laughs> except for their beak and they have eight limbs and suckers and whatever. Um, they must have come from another planet, but that's since been like, no, nobody said that. Who's, who's saying this? Nobody nobody who has their, their worth of, of zoological knowledge says these things. We know, we know where octopi came from on the, the branch. They did diverge. Their evolutionary branch did diverge very far back in history like we as humans have more in common with an ostrich than we do a, an octopus by millions and millions of years of evolution um, but the theory that all life like just say from the get-go came from elsewhere I don't think it holds enough water for me because when life ooh, began here, the rest of the solar system was similarly chaotic, molten worlds. Careful, Ahofi. Okay. There, there was nowhere else in the solar system, not Venus, not Mars. Not, not anywhere that could have spawned... Oh, I said careful, Wolfie. That could have spawned life prior, at least to my understanding and what I've read and heard about it, prior to when the Earth did. Also, also, you don't, you don't need to explain the life on Earth based on extraterrestrial sprinklings of, of organics. Just 
the elements, the atoms, the molecules that existed, not only on Earth, but everywhere in the solar system, given the right amount of time and the right environment, specifically the right environment of a cooling Earth, just spontaneously end up like that's just it just seems like that's the way molecules proteins carbon molecules they they want to eventually become biological uh, 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 uh what's the word i'm looking for organic that's the word they 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 want to turn to organic molecules it doesn't need some sort of you know, a lot of people say, oh, maybe it was like a lightning strike or something hit this primordial goo or just right. And maybe, I don't know. But uh, you don't even need that. You don't need to invoke this extraterrestrial asteroid impact to have life start on Earth. And it's often it's often the most rational, simplest explanation like that. Which is the case, as opposed to needing to invoke some extrasolar Prometheus intelligent being planting seeds or anything like that. Uh, so yeah, I, 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 it, it's interesting and certainly not impossible. If we've shown anything, it's that there are complex organisms that can survive. In, in the in the frozen vacuum of space and that be reanimated and and thrive once rethawed and, and brought back into a suitable environment. And that's not to say that could be how life starts on another planet, moon, extrasolar, whatever. Uh, but here on Earth, I don't think you need to. You don't. You don't need that. You don't. That doesn't need to be the case. And every other bit of evidence points to the contrary that it is just on Earth. I don't know. Maybe you ever. You ever, you ever think about this? Perhaps. Perhaps the early life on Earth, like say with the dinosaur impact, that was that. That's not even early life. That's recent life. The dinosaur uh, killing asteroid. I'm sure spewed up materials it hit in the ocean so you know little cellular doohickeys perhaps got spewed out into the solar system where did those end up hmm hmm perhaps we well not we as in us but earth perhaps there are organisms on earth that ended up floating over to Europa or, or and getting you know somehow underneath the ice and if we do find life, it'll it'll share a common strain with that on Earth. Who knows? Unlikely, but possible. So yeah, it's certainly interesting. It's certainly a nice thought experiment. But uh, and obviously we have proof. We have we have rocks on Earth from Mars that we know for a fact are from Mars based based on the signatures, the uh, composition. Same thing, moon. We've had, we had moon rocks here before we ever set foot on the moon. Uh, where? Ah, here. So there certainly is an exchange of matter 
between planets and astronomical bodies. Ah, dang, Wolfie is just taking all kinds of damage today. Need to find more pigs. <laughs> that one was my fault. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. Little, little thingies like that are always interesting to think about. If you have Netflix, sorry, it's sort of a segue, talking about the moon. If you have Netflix, there's a documentary on there called The Last Man on the Moon. That's all about Gene Cernan, who was the last man on the moon. Uh, it recently passed away, but it's a really good uh, documentary. Watched it the other night. Certainly if you are a fan of or have followed the Apollo missions, space flight, the astronauts involved, not necessarily anything new you might learn from that. But it's pretty neat to have just a dedicated, I don't know, it's like 90 minutes or so. That goes over the history of just one one person, one astronaut. It also features uh, 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 Charlie Duke. No, not Charlie Duke. Uh, who, who recently passed? Shoot. Why have I forgotten his name? The one who turned into an artist recently passed away. Um, ah, balls. I feel like a horrible human being now. Um, oh, God. Hold on. <laughs> Alan Bean. Alan Bean. I don't know why I forgot that. Which was sucky sad news. It's kind of one of, well, I mean, I'd, I'd want to meet any of them, but uh, one of the ones that I would have liked to have met. Haven't met. Haven't met any... Moonwalker, and there aren't that many left. I think there's only three left? I think Charlie Duke is still alive, and Buzz Aldrin, and... Uh, Schmidt is still alive. Maybe there's another one, four? Of, like, actual of the twelve Moonwalkers. Huh. <sighs> Let's end this on a depressing note, everybody. <laughs> Way to go, Kurt. Good job. Keep up the good work. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, hopefully, I mean, if you've been waiting to donate, I appreciate your patience uh, to donate to Direct Relief. Uh, I'll certainly tweet or, or make note of in the next episode or whenever they're able to fix the uh, donation issue. Seems to just be a problem right now with our campaign as I've gotten messages from other Farlanders saying they were able to give to other Tiltify campaigns so uh, not sure what's up with that might be something between Tiltify and Direct Relief uh, who knows but I appreciate your patience certainly feel free to keep checking and that might pop up be uh, available again and I appreciate all the generosity to direct relief on behalf of Farlands Bust here. Let's see. Beds. It's the making beds song right there. It's more of a uh, drum line than a song, but you get the point. You get the point. Indeed! Thank you so much for watching this episode, episode 691 of Far Lines of Bust. Hope you're uh, having a good week here. My name is Kurt. 
I will see you next time. My name is Kurt. <laughs>